0: Warning, we have decided that we are going to rename our podcast Ethics. Oh, I thought we were going to call it the Ethics Show? I don't
1: know. No, sorry, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so We had an argument about this before. It's just kidding. But yeah, I mean, the fucking Libertarians got Reason. We're taking Ethics.
0: It's so funny. You think of Reason Magazine, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, they can be called Reason. Yeah, just... Why not? In the realm of magazines...
1: Reason means libertarian. It's like a people. platform
0: that p- would put a mooc like John Stossel on their platform. Like, yeah, the most and, and, and reason, and reason, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If anyone has contact information for John Stossel, please send our way because I want to invoice him one butthole leg. So we're renaming the podcast Ethics because we believe
1: that reason is powerless without ethics to drive it in the right direction. And so as a counterbalance to the reason empire, We are now ethics. The ethics empire. And we're going to be expanding, switching mediums. We're going to be all over the place. Oh, and what did you think about as a byline settling ethical questions once and for all? I love it. I feel like it really sums up what we want to do. It's just another way of
0: saying get to the bottom of it.
1: Yeah. Old version was seriously wrong. We would say we're the wrong boys. Getting to the bottom of it. New version, we're going to settle ethical questions once and for all. We try to settle an ethical question once and for all every week. And this week, tipping, tipping, yeah, tipping. So I watched this John Stossel video on tipping, but I'm not going to talk about the content of it or respond to it in any way.
2: Restaurant workers are being ripped off, say these protesters, because they aren't guaranteed minimum wage.
1: It's not worth it.
2: In 43 states, employers are allowed to pay tipped workers less. Some as little as two dollars and thirteen cents an hour. That's not a wage. It's barely enough to buy a large cup of coffee. The celebrities. Trust me, you can go Google
1: protest. it if you want. But it's a Reason video.
0: It's not worth it. Let's, let's, just, let's just say that uh, John Stossel, you're a piece must of
2: shit. On a higher minimum for tipped workers. That's
0: what I'll say about that video. Just listen to our
2: episode yeah. instead. This would be more fair for all workers, specifically for minorities and women. They always say that it's to help minorities and women.
1: How is everything today?
2: But waitress L C L A Felipe is a minority and a woman. Here, let me take an instance and universalize it immediately in the context L-C-L-A-Felipe of a video. is a minority and a woman, coffee. Sure. She says, "Don't change the rules on tips." We have a spaghetti and meatballs. Thanks to tips, LCLA makes much more than minimum wage. We refill you are good. I'll make twenty-five dollars an hour. Here, let me take an instance and universalize it but immediately. Many restaurant workers say, "Don't raise the minimum. A higher minimum threatens our jobs." The cost of having a restaurant is not cheap. For my boss to pay all her I debate John Stossel one hundred times before he'd ever beat me. No, no, say the public interest lawyers. The problem with tips is that they're very inconsistent. Law professor Nicole Hallett leads social justice protests. This one demanding that tipped workers be paid that higher minimum wage.
1: You know, may- maybe he's a nice guy to his family, I don't know, but I think the role of John Stossel <laughs> 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 needs to be abolished. <laughs> Welcome, uh, to Welcome to Welcome the show, everyone. Ethics.
2: you're wrong when you're wrong you're gonna learn something when you're wrong listen to erin and sean on seriously wrong you're gonna learn something when you're
1: wrong Okay, hey, i got a question for you okay i've got an answer for you i hope Okay. Just imagine yourself in this scenario. You are at a restaurant. Uh They've just handed you the debit terminal. It's 15 bucks for the food. Okay. And then you hit okay. And then it says add tip. Yes or no. How does that feel? Do you
0: feel empowered by that choice? Are you like... Yeah. I'd say I feel very empowered and positive about it. Because one of the things I really like... Is having the ability to punish people who wrong me.
1: (laughs) So even though you're spending, you have to make the choice to do that. You're happy to do that because it also gives you the power to withhold.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) no, that's not me, man. I don't like it. I don't like having extra decisions put in my day. I understand that decisions are very actually laborious on the brain. yeah. And adding an extra decision that has, like, the moral element of someone who may or may not, depending on the restaurant and depending on the server, like, really require me to show generosity there. I usually just, I want to say, like, I just consistently always hit the same thing, but I just sort of, like, fluctuate roughly between 10% and 20% on everything all the time. Yeah, yeah. Based just- mostly on mood. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing to do with service. Same
1: basically. It's an it's an awful experience. Not only do you have to decide to tip even though like at a, again at a restaurant and for me as well it's usually a foregone conclusion that I will, but there's still always that moment where you have to hit yes. Like you have to you have to make the decision. And then you have to decide how much to tip. Oh, yeah. And then you have to sit there and it's kind of awkward because, you know, they're looking at you and they're wondering about how much you tipped. And I know they are because I've done tipped work. Like, this is the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's just like it's there and it's in the air
0: and it's awful. I hate it. It's just so burdensome. I would just really rather it cost more money to begin with. And just like pay them well and just tell me how much it's going to cost. Don't make me decide how much Yeah, it's making
1: you decide how much like you have a built-in desire to want to pay less it sucks. (laughs) I'm sure if I had a lot of money, it might be a better experience because I could just do really great tips all the time. It's this is what fucks me up about it, because in places where it's not always expected, in every single interaction where you tip someone who wasn't expecting it, that's a nice thing to do. When I worked as a maintenance person in a hotel, I never expected tips because 99% of the time I didn't get them. But occasionally, someone, usually an American, would hand me a tip and I would be super stoked about it. And in situations where it is obligatory, I don't know if it's a nice thing to do. It's a morally necessary thing to do. So it's like those those individual interactions are always the right thing to do, the positive thing to do. But they all play a part in this system that is super fucked up and has turned this into an obligation for customers that adds all this extra, like, decision and shit and a matter of survival for servers and other tipped workers who aren't getting enough money
0: to live. So, Aaron, you did most of the research for this episode. Did you do any research on, like, the 1% of tippers? How much the top 1% tip? No, 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 no. When I bring up this subject, how much tipping sucks and how much it's bad, Hmm. there's a certain group of people who receive tips who get very upset. They get very upset because they're the 1% of tipped people. They make so much fucking money off these tips, <laughs> you know, like upper end bars mm. and stuff oh, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. fancier restaurants. And the people who get this money, they're charismatic, beautiful people, the 1% of the tipped, you know, and they'll fight to their dying breath to keep <laughs> tips. But know what, man? I think about those, you know, poor mom and pop tip receivers, not the 1% of tipper. Tips. Right, right, right. Even those poor mom
1: and pop type people, they, they they will speak up when people say tipping sucks or I don't like tipping or sometimes I don't tip, and they should speak up because their living depends
0: on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I would never but say... Like, don't these would, one these one a different thing. There was never you know there's never really a chance I was going to be like a principled anti tipper like right. Just really stick it to the bosses. I'm going to deprive the workers. That's how they get you, though. That's what makes the whole thing, like, a fucking brutal trap, right? It's this, like, established norm that structurally allows people to be underpaid. And, like, the only conceivable direct action against it turns you into an, like, it's just asshole. Yeah, it's a
1: perfect catch-22. Wow.
0: What's that sound? Who's that laughing in the distance? Can you make out that silhouette? I can't make out who it is, but I can tell they're holding a big fucking bag of money. It is like it's a
1: total offloading of responsibility. It's like, oh, you didn't get paid enough to pay your rent. Yikes, damn, it just you know people were stingy with tips. Nah, that sucks. Hey, we're on the same side. Those damn customers didn't tip you enough. Oh, I hate
0: humans. They never <laughs> tip. Are you misanthrope? Oh, yeah, me too. Boss misanthrope, employee misanthrope. It's equal. <laughs> Yeah, so
1: it's just like, it's structurally fucked up in that way. And as you said, it's unfair standards. Like this this top 1% you're talking about, like there's just the fact that we tip based on how much the food costs rather than like what the service was. It's not like every time you get served at a restaurant, the standard tipping is like you pay $10 for every hour you were served or something like that. It's based on how much the food costs. Like if you order a $30 bottle of wine, tip 15% versus if you ordered a $300 bottle of wine and tip 15%. It's like those servers did literally the exact same thing. They like opened up the wine in front of you and let you smell it or whatever they do at fancy restaurants. And one of them gets 10 times as much because you decided fancy wine. And so those two servers are both working in the same restaurant. And by chance, one of them got the $300 bottle of wine table and the other one got the $30 bottle of wine
0: table. What the fuck's up with this percentage shit,
1: man? resentment. One of the food delivery companies I work for Mm -hmm. has a Slack channel. And so sometimes people are like, my night really sucked, had five no tips. And like, you're always like, oh, that sucks. But if I, on that same night had a really good night and I got all these tips, oh, now I feel bad about that (laughs) because they didn't. Or the opposite scenario, I see someone being like, hey, I had this awesome night and I had a shit night. Then I'm just like, fuck you and your awesome night. And it makes the pay unstable, because it's like you don't know how much your paycheck's going to be, because if you get a run of bad luck, it could be two-thirds of what you're hoping for, or Uh, it could be like
0: 150% of what you're... like. It's it's almost as if the boss has cooked this whole thing up. Let's cook something up to make... Tension rife in the
1: workplace. Well, I mean, that's it's partially true. I don't think it was intentionally to make tension, but I'll get to that later. It's, it's cooked up by bosses in a sense. Other weird structural things about tipping, it's arbitrary. McDonald's employees don't make any more money than server at Denny's, but they don't get any tips. There's just no, like you just don't tip at McDonald's. You don't tip the cashiers at grocery stores who also make shitty money. You don't, Like, there's so many people who make shitty money that you don't tip.
0: Yeah, that's not right. Everyone should be forced to tip them, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, bosses should pay people enough money to live.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I take back what I said about the 1% of tip recipients. Good on you. You guys got a good wage under this broken system. Know who the real 1% of tipped is? It's the bosses, man. The bosses want poor people to be fighting with each other about, oh, I didn't get tipped enough. Oh, I have to tip all the time. Uh, Like, just make them rearrange all the money from their wallets so you don't have to give them anything, you know?
1: And now we go to a restaurant where
0: there's some harsh discussions of suicide. I feel like it works in the bit. But I also feel like it's a good thing to do to let you know it's coming. Is that all right? Let us know if that was all right. I think it would be shocking if it just came
1: out of nowhere. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's the perfect amount of coffee. Stop right there. Thank you. Pleasure to
0: serve you today. <laughs> it's a bit weird. <laughs> just a little serve, server joke. But, you know, thank well, you. You a did a great job. Religious texts emphasize service as is, is something that's important will you be paying by card i <laughs> gotta pay by card no money in the bank account you <laughs> know what i mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> do i ever do wife I? wife was in a boating accident recently oh. medical bills have been insane oh god debt for the rest of my life literally
0: i am so sorry to hear that yeah my wife committed suicide no really you like to think it's not about you right I'm sure it wasn't. That's what everyone says. A service says. like
1: this? I can only imagine. What a great spouse you were.
0: Are you saying that I've been such an attentive server that you also think I'd be a really attentive spouse and my wife killing herself isn't my fault? Yeah, that stuff usually stems from long-term depression. It's not the
1: fault of well-meaning people in their this life. This
0: so dark. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> Honestly, though, I do often feel like it is my fault.
1: But I guess that's just part of the grieving
0: process. Well, funerals will really set you back. <laughs> No, yeah, we had to get hers on the cheap. The debt was from a different... Right, yeah, disasters
1: happen all the time. Well, anyway, here the transaction went through. Here's your receipt. Sorry, I couldn't tip the usual 350 no I just, wages. like I said, medical bills, my wife... I mean, my wife... I mean, this is insensitive to say, but she's dead, right? Your wife is dead? yes. Yeah, so there's, she's not incurring new medical... I haven't even told you about my daughter. I don't even want to tell you what she has. It's too horrifying, but she needs lots and lots of medicine. Well, but
0: you're saying it's better to have a dead wife than a sick wife no it's not better it's a
1: really weird thing to say I'm just trying to explain to you why I only gave a two dollar tip instead of a three dollar and50 cent tip
0: am I not supposed to be concerned about my sick daughter who also needs medicine oh you have a sick daughter as well yeah and so she you needs know my medicine. pain now you under you understand why I couldn't no you understand why I must receive you're tip.
1: treating me like a lottery ticket you want to scratch and see what's underneath and oh it's a nice tip 350
0: your service was so good just like your service to your wife was. Like, how can you say that and then not think you're sending a message to me that I wasn't a good husband?
1: All I'm saying is that my daughter deserves medicine and she deserves to live.
0: Look, if you can't afford to buy my child medicine, why are you going to restaurant?
1: I mean, you could talk to your employer about getting a higher wage, maybe Oh
0: yeah, that's always an easy conversation
1: oh, I'm not saying it's easy, but Oh, so
0: you're saying that I should build worker power easy? around here And then we should all march on our boss's office all at once and make collective demands That's what you're saying Yeah You sound like my dead
1: wife Are you trying to say that I'm going to commit suicide? Because I would never do that to my daughter.
0: Oh, you're saying that my wife was doing something to my
1: daughter? I don't know if your wife suffered from Munchausen by Proxy Syndrome, okay? What? (laughs) (laughs) Munchausen by Proxy is like poisoning other people, usually your kid, to get sympathy for yourself.
0: So you're accusing my wife of making my daughter sick? No, I said I didn't know if she
1: did. You know, we were having a fine conversation. Yeah, we were. Until, until this Someone felt entitled to I the money. I didn't feel my heart and dollars. to shit.
0: In society there are unwritten rules that are immoral to break. And we got the 350 principle. It's a good system. It keeps people like me with medicine and their daughters' bellies. You're saying service is good with your mouth? And then you're saying service is bad with your tips. And it's getting me fucked up about my dead it wife. It was wonderful. It was great service.
1: It was very prompt. Yeah. We made some great conversation. I mm-hmm. felt like I made a connection. Mm-hmm. But it turned out that was all fake.
0: It wasn't fake. It was real. But then you betrayed me.
1: Go. Just go. I've paid you the bill. There's nothing you, between you? us anymore. You've d- you're finished serving me. You can go. You're excused.
0: Okay, well, do you want to refill in the coffee before you go? Are you going to be around for a while?
1: yeah sure thank you that would be uh that'd be great
0: you're really chugging them down
1: oh god i just gotta stay awake it's like running around uh the sick wife the sick kid go oh, to work yeah. life it's it's modern it's life
0: man that's yeah. modern life in a nutshell yeah such a fucked
1: up social dynamic. Like, I was trying to get into that moment of handing you the terminal because, like, they're, they're expectantly trying to look like they're not expectant. Like, it's just casual and they're just... But, you know, like, <laughs> it's on their mind. Like, it's it's such a... It, it just adds all these layers of fakeness to everything. Like, interacting with paid employees in any situation is already, like, there's layers of fakeness to it. But this adds so many more because the customer is directly in control of how much you're getting paid that shift. It demands this extra emotional labor or whatever of having to like oh to fawn over you. And then someone doesn't tip because say it's a legitimate reason.
0: The bill is thirty nine forty two and I know for a fact I've got forty one. I didn't do the math
1: right. <laughs> I should have ordered one less thing, but yeah it's just fucked up to make workers pay dependent on the whims of individual choices of customers in the moment. It's a bad,
0: bad, bad system. As a customer, I hate the feeling that the interaction that I had was disingenuous or like times where there's been like sort of a funny interaction of like, you know, being people talking to right, each other. Right, right, and then just having this sort of, like, little bit of, like, what uh, was that? Yeah, maybe they were in a really shitty mood
1: and just had, like, plastered on this fake smile and, like, had to laboriously laugh at your little joke. But they're really good at acting natural at it because
0: yeah. it's their job. Or so, yeah, yeah. Or, like, <laughs> even without the tip, the whole, like, server-served relationship yeah, has well, already it's got a, its own undercurrent. Yeah, you it's, know? A, it's
1: a power dynamics thing. Like, you have power over them, and so they have to be servile to you yeah
0: yeah that's what a gross idea yeah. it's something that it makes me uncomfortable but then also it's like with an interaction with someone in that position you don't want to like fucking drag them across your shitty jokes and like <laughs> dance for me you know right, like I right, have, right yeah but yeah. at the same time like you don't want to just be all like super turgid and like oh robotic Robert, and, like, thank you yeah you this, want yeah. you want to because they're a human being you want to yeah, be kind of so, nice to them but in order to connect with them as a human being Or not like, but (laughs) even if you don't connect with them as a human being, you're still have all this power over them and they're just going to like dance to your tune. Because their wage depends on it. Yeah, because like a cashier at a grocery
1: store, if they're in a bad mood, they can just like frown and scan your items and be like, thank you for coming. You know, like a bare minimum of niceties, say the specific things they're supposed to say. But they don't have to do that, that extra oomph of like, hi, my name's Katie. I'm here to serve you. And I'm just so excited about it.
0: Yeah. so. so I mean, it doesn't sound weird when we call them servers, in regular sort of conversation (laughs) when you break that down it's actually quite a concerning idea yeah like why are these people serving me (laughs) so like if you think about it like waiters and waitresses or servers they just like sit around in a restaurant or a business or whatever waiting for masters to come in (laughs) like yeah it's (sighs) and how do you opt out of being a master though To participate in a restaurant. Because I also think, and this is an important point, I think, that restaurants, aspects of restaurants are the most natural thing in the world, I think, to human beings. Eating in big groups, having a big kitchen preparing for many people. Right. Like, that makes perfect sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense to be atomized in every individual kitchen. Yeah, communal eating spaces. Yeah, but like, in our society, you only have the option of either, like, you can go to a communal space where you're a master and you have servants. Right. Or you can... Eat in an atomized thing. I guess you could meet with people and cook and stuff, and people do. I shouldn't pretend that doesn't happen, but that's not the ideology of the system, and it doesn't usually happen because it's like hard to arrange because people are busy. But how do you go to servant world without becoming a
1: master? You can. That's it's structural. It's like it's built into how this is set
0: up. What would happen if like the most transcendent fractal, like super Jesus of the future, living love light itself? visited a restaurant, could it avoid being a master in that context? Or is it just like Jesus to the power of Jesus and everyone underneath? (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think what would Jesus do like maybe
1: he like, their eyes because like if what else are you gonna do i'd be, be like cool. no 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 i'll go up and get it myself they're like no you're not allowed in the back you're just causing more problems to them by trying to stop them from oh, doing man.
0: it i love that idea like i want to see that movie of of like the <laughs> Je- jesus who's got just some very specific sort of like cultural <laughs> critiques that he acts out in bizarre ways it's like an encino man except with a Perfect, transcendent, godlike being who insists on washing his own dishes at the restaurant. Right. Causes a big scene. <laughs> when
1: I was a teenager, the first time I had a food delivery job, delivered pizza for one specific pizza place. What would Jesus do? If I open the door, even with Jesus, it would be the same awkward interaction where he gives me a 20 and I pull the change out of my pocket, <laughs> hoping that they say, Don't <laughs> give me the change. But if Jesus doesn't say anything, then I start counting out the change. Biggest denomination for like, oh, like a Toonie and a Looney. Oh, this is getting but Okay, I guess they wanted all their change back. Uh, <laughs> this is an experience I had so many times. And how does he make me not his servant? I don't even
0: think Jesus could do it because it's built in. I mean, in. by ordering pizza, he's called upon a, right, a, like going a pizza bearing, bearing servant. Thus, just in. Domino's is renaming itself Pizza Bearing Servants. And now, we go live to their new commercial. Pizza Bearing Servants, Pizza Bearing Servants. <laughs> At Domino's. No, it's not Domino's. It's called Pizza Bearing Servants. Oh, <laughs> I thought
1: they named the people Pizza Bearing Servants. Oh yeah. It's amazing we time. got up yeah. to recording. I way. thought it was so funny that they just told everyone. <laughs> so now...
0: We at Pizza Hut are proud to announce that we have changed the name of our delivery boys. We find that the name Pizza Bearing Servants more accurately describes our expectations and our treatment of our boys.
1: And now I'm going to unnecessarily introduce a segment in which we go live to a family with their first time encountering
0: one of our Pizza Bearing Servants.
1: Mom, the Pizza Delivery Boy's here.
0: Now, now, Joshua, you know we call them pizza-bearing servants in this house. Now, could you fetch Mommy's wallet? I'm just getting out of the shower. And don't forget to give him $3.50. All right, I'll just open up the door. Hey, kid,
1: pizza-bearing servant here. Wow. (laughs) Hey, it's my pleasure
0: how much for the pizzas that you bear
1: oh that's cute that's cute 40 bucks for the pizzas kid
0: my mom told me to give you three dollars and fifty cents but you're so prompt i'm gonna give you a full ten percent four dollars oh wow kid you mean it yeah you did good you were really fast oh, getting here one thing though i just
1: wanted to let you know how quickly i get here and actually how quickly a server gets to you in a restaurant very rarely has anything to do with the server. They're they're dealing with a lot. You know, I'm dealing with traffic and we're always waiting on the kitchens. So to the extent that we ever are here very quickly, that's just luck, that's not anything I did. But I do appreciate the $4, that's amazing, thank you.
0: And I'll just pop out this tape here. We at Domino's are extremely proud of the values that we share with our families by having servants and then giving them $3.50 if they did a good job. Otherwise, we'll withhold it. Because there's a weird mythology
1: surrounding the idea that servers are responsible for how prompt they are, when really it's the luck of the draw. We do think they should be rewarded or punished based on it, but we think people should know that it's rarely their fault.
0: Back to... The news brought Domino's has just announced they're changing their slogan to "Punish our servants for things they can't control." The Domino's motto. And in other news, a mother orca whale is pushing her dead baby calf around Wrongtown Harbor in circles again today. Wrongtown police tried to shoo off this morning whale, but it scared them all away, and it mourns even as this broadcast goes out, mourning in circles. Morning in circles in Wrongtown Harbor. More on that as it develops.
1: With the apps now, it's like they just abolish the pretense that it's about how well you are served by your servant and are like, put the tip in right when you order the food, right at the beginning, (laughs) before you have any idea, like it could be two hours late, but you already paid the tip. So they're just like, it's not about service. It's about you paying our workers' wages for us. Please pay their wages for us. Here's the line where you're supposed to do it. One more way that it makes social interactions fucked up. They've tipped half an hour ago. I show up with their food, hand them the food, leave, and then I swipe done. And then I find out what they tipped. And so if they tipped me really well, and I was like, shit, was I just like really curt with them? Like, like I wish I could have said thank you, but I didn't know. And they don't tell you before because they don't want you to be pissy if there was no tip. But apparently some of the other food companies do tell you if they tipped beforehand. I heard this from someone who works for one of them. And he was like, if they don't tip, I always eat a bit of their food. (laughs) And sometimes I say something about it at the door. He says it at the door? <laughs> Either I bring it up or I eat some of their food. Oh, I thought you were saying that he brought up eating their food uh, at oh, the no, door. Oh, no, no, brought up that they didn't tip. He just he says, you know, hey, you should tip. Our wages depend on it. And, you know, one good tip versus one really bad tip can make or break a whole shift.
0: You ever pull this one, this smooth move, this small-scale con, Hmm. where you get the interact terminal, you put zero tip, hand it back to them, you wait for them to react, (laughs) and then you you tip them in cash? You ever do that? No, no. I've never done that. I actually put my cash tip on the table really fast. Oh Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. I would actually make eye contact with them and say, I am tipping. My experience is that they never ever look at the bill in your presence that'd be an interesting social experiment to stand there and just watch (laughs) the. (laughs) why didn't you look at the receipt aren't you curious (laughs) to know oh man
1: if you did that they're going to assume you gave this great tip (laughs) (laughs) and then if the social experiment is that you gave them no tip You'd have to like give them money to make up for that cuz you're putting them through a terrible experience. Oh, a
0: terrible experience for <laughs> them. Uh, yeah, we sh- should have to experience. pay for their therapy for life. One time a guy didn't like, tip me and he he made no, me I'm look just, at the receipt. I mean, that is cruel for sure. Like being cruel to
1: people on camera secretly and then <laughs> surprise and like it's all okay because it was on camera. Yeah, it's a course.
0: weird fucking societal
2: yeah, thing. Yeah, no. I would it. never
0: I would never ever ever tip someone zero and then make them look at it in front of me that is some sadistic <laughs> master servant shit if after that you're like
1: hey this was for like a social experiment youtube channel we're gonna give you a thousand bucks or we're gonna give you 500 bucks like maybe mm-hmm. it might be a wash in that instance but yeah it's a cruel thing to do
0: so if you're gonna do that on the youtube channel and it's called something like tip cons 2018 a good thing to do would be like okay now i just like to buy one more thing before i go please and then you leave them a $1,000 tip and then just draw like a little smiley face next right. to it. And then maybe like a hat above the smiley face, but it's the hat the host always wears. Right. So right, you know right. the smiley face is, is the host. <laughs> um, anyways, you, <laughs> <laughs> earlier I was saying that I was pretty sure that it's almost as if the boss has cooked this whole thing up. Let's cook something up to make tension rife in the workplace. Well, I make mean, sure that's that- partially true. I'll get to that later. Are you ready to elaborate on that for me? I'm going to tell you the history of
1: tipping as I understand it. Oversimplified. This is a podcast, so I'm not writing a book here.
0: Can we put on our history gloves and our history capes before we do this?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to twirl my cape as I put it on because that's probably an easier sound effect than just some rustling of putting a cape on, a cape twirl. I'm going
0: to do the
1: sound of a cape folding, folding neatly. Oh, folding yeah. fabric yeah that one's probably just search folding fabric it's not too bad gloves like clapping
0: gloves yeah, yeah you it's could just like pull there there will be just a like whoosh yeah like a little whoosh sound of pulling it on mm-hmm. just yeah and i mean we put it on for talking about history yeah, anyway moving on
1: starts with aristocrat class you know they have their servants at their houses their estates have servants and you know like when you're visiting other aristocrats estates and one of the servants takes your bag in,
0: you know, give him a little bit of something. And the servant's like, oh, what a kind master. I'm so glad that master has come through my master's house. No, actually, very
1: quickly as this practice spread, the servants came to expect the tips and got angry when they didn't get them. I'm just going to read this quote. It's from a book about tipping by Steve Dublanica. If they didn't pay, it wasn't uncommon for your horse to suddenly develop a sprain, your tapestries to go missing, or a footman to mutter that he might drop gravy on your breeches. Not my breeches. Immediately, there's this retaliation thing that like, you also hear about today. It's like, oh, don't t- not tip. Like, If you ever go back to that same restaurant, they'll pee in your soup or whatever.
0: Hear that, bosses? <laughs> An unjust system negatively affects us all. Yeah. Under a non-tipping system would anyone ever pp in anyone's soup? I think not. I honestly think the zero, zero instances, and that's the type of universe we need to build. It's also a way to establish that you are of the higher class because it
1: would be an insult to like tip people of your station. You don't just hand money to them like that. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Built in this like class, like feudal class dynamics of I'm a noble person and you're a servant. Mm, here, here's a pittance, and then all your noble friends are like, "Oh, you're so nice for
0: giving them that pittance." Oh, what an ample pittance! And for such street trash. <laughs> oh, street trash. <laughs>
1: I'm sure they were very kind to their servants sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was, this is was the both sides moment, hashtag both sides, not all aristocrats. So yeah, spread from there
1: into like coffee shops and stuff, I guess. There's some speculation that the, the actual word tipping, it was called veils when the aristocrats did it. The word tip came into effect more with these coffee shops and stuff. And there's speculation that it was an acronym for to ensure promptness.
0: I feel like I heard someone say that's not true, but I also don't know. It's uncertain. Okay, so America
1: happens. Revolution. Don't tax us without representation. We're creating a society where everyone's equal under the law. Americans don't like tipping for a long time. They feel like we don't have that here. We don't have class systems. We don't have servants. Like No one's a lower station than someone else. And in one sense, it was considered bribery, Oh, so like you have more money, so you can just pay people and you'll get preferred treatment service. It's un American and undemocratic.
0: Rich people getting better treatment
1: is un American and undemocratic and just against the idea, the founding ideals of America. This was the common sentiment about tipping.
0: They held strong on that?
1: No. There's kind of two important moments that brought us to the version of tipping that exists today. First one is the end of the Civil War, and a lot of business owners found it very convenient to hire newly freed slaves if they didn't have to pay them, and if they instead encouraged customers to pay them because there's no formal employee-employer relationship. It's just kind of like this. Like, yeah,
0: it's like I run this place that people come by. Like,
1: let, let's make a deal with each other. It'll be good. I'll let you hang out in here. You're a new. You're a free man now. Come hang out in here and you know try and earn a living. Bring people their drinks. Like, do whatever the things that need to be done. Maybe play the piano, and put out a thing. Like, collect. Like that. That was the idea. Wow. It makes sense because it's like they had this idea this whole time that black people were not full people. They were able to be owned as property. So this American ideal that like we should all be treated the
0: same. Excluding it, people it, who are yeah, seen it just, as non-persons. Like, sense
1: like, uh, oh, we don't have a class system here. But then, oh, yeah, those those people. I am above them, of
0: course tipping is so fucked up on so many levels like we visited two timescapes (laughs) so far two nightmare timescapes (laughs) of just like brutal classism and racism this is modern tipping's great grandfather oh look (laughs) i am better than you so i will give you a little bit because you were a good boy right yeah just like (laughs) the way you pat a kid on the head
1: and give him a candy
0: so interesting because like i didn't really know this i had I
1: would guess something similar. I didn't know this at all. I literally thought it started as people being nice and wanting to be like, (laughs) hey, that was great service. I'm going to give them a little something extra, just like this spontaneous kind of like, you know, I really enjoyed this waitressing experience. She deserves a few bucks. You know, why not? And then it morphed into this. Like, that, that was the head headcanon. Hmm. And it's just so much more horrible than I imagined.
0: Yeah, oh man, you're, I like your little mythological <laughs> tip story, you know? It's well, a- it was like
1: it was this well-intentioned thing that took a bad turn. And now it's a nightmare. But, you know, it started off like as people wanting to do nice things for each other. And now it's time for the story of the first tip.
0: Can I get anything else for you today? can you get anything else for me? You've already given me so much! Well, I'll give you one more thing. Here's the bill. Oh, thank you. $18. So witty. Oh, stop. I'm not so witty. (laughs) I have to say, this is by far the best service I've ever got. So prom. I do try hard, uh, but we got to thank the cooks
1: too. But if it's there, I try to bring it out as fast as I can.
0: Well, it shows. You know, I just want to do something a little nice for you. Would you take $3.50 from me? Oh, the bill was $18. Sorry. No, no, I mean, I'll pay the bill, but I want to give you $3.50 because you did such a great job today. Oh, my God. No one's ever
1: done this for me before. This is fantastic. I don't usually do this. I don't know what came (laughs) over me. I I mean, it's a hard job, and I just feel so appreciated right now.
0: I'm blushing. Thank you. Thank you. The pleasure was all mine, and I would do it again. Actually, I think if everyone did this all the time, (laughs) we'd have a much merrier world. Yeah, why don't people do things like this for each other more often? We should start a pro-tipping movement.
1: If it encourages more people to do what you just did, absolutely. Imagine if everyone just gave a little extra every time. Oh, man. That's the future
0: I want to live in. for each other (laughs) there's no it didn't (laughs) did not start that way it started with the conception of some humans as lesser than others being servants
1: so after the kind of the seal gets broken after the civil war and tipping becomes more normal it spreads through various industries and just starts picking up steam in the early 1900s it was becoming common enough that it was in like most restaurants like people just did it fairly frequently And so there was a backlash against it. Labor unions were against it, and traveling salesmen were against it.
0: The two economic powerhouses of the left. It's like the two (laughs) engines of left-wing politics united against tipping.
1: There's like an organized, a real organized effort against this. Uh, There's even something called the Anti-Tipping Society that had 100,000 members and organized this huge tipping strike where they weren't, like you were saying, the only direct action you can take is this fucked up thing. And they're they're, they're bringing up all these same, it's been un-American, it's been undemocratic. They're making those arguments. This guy, William R. Scott, wrote a book about it called The Itching Palm. It was just like a polemic against tipping, kind of like a manifesto of this movement. These are a few choice quotes. Tipping is a system where one American is willing to pay another to acknowledge their inferiority. Tipping and the aristocratic system it exemplifies is what we left Europe to escape. They have some marginal success, get tipping banned in six states, but it's hard to enforce those laws. How do you stop people from slipping a little extra
0: okay imagine you're an anti-tipping organizer you just came out of a huge victory the fifth state right (laughs) ban tipping you're working really really hard on this campaign on this next state like the lawmakers are changing their minds Sixth state yeah okay know what guys i think we got this I think it's going to take over America.
1: We're going to end this master servant dynamic. We're just like it's over. over. Yeah, six the first six dominoes have toppled. Time to
0: (laughs) keep going.
1: (laughs) And all of those laws were struck down. It's all over by 1926. It was kind of all over before that anyway, because when Prohibition was implemented, everyone who owned restaurants, their profits were plummeting. So they instituted major pushes they were just like okay the the only way we're going to keep people working for us is like if we can get this to become the norm like people tipping so it was it was a, just a major push by restaurant owners after prohibition was instituted because they we're all going to go out of business. If they couldn't find a way to not have to pay their employees properly.
0: If I can't find a way to not pay my employees, I'm going to go out of business. Someone protect that man.
1: Certain places in Europe don't practice tipping at all. It's quite uncommon in the United Kingdom. France and Denmark also have no tipping. What they do is a flat fee service charge on the bill, like 15% straight up. You don't have to decide. It's a service charge it's there. Also in America in the 60s they introduced a split in the minimum wage so that people who get tips can actually be paid less than minimum wage. Back then the full minimum was a dollar and the tipped minimum was 50 cents. In the 80s it was a bit more than half 2 dollars versus 335 since the 80s, the full minimums went up from 3.35 to 7.25, but the tipped minimum has only gone up from 2 to 2.13. We decided to pass the law to add that extra 13 cents. I don't know. Federal tipped minimum wage in America is only $2.13 an hour, though states have various laws some of which are like California that you have to pay tipped servers a full minimum wage in addition to their tips Uh, places where you don't have to you technically have to make up the difference if they don't make it to minimum wage but employers find ways around this they fudge numbers and uh, according to some research 16 percent of tipped workers end up making less than minimum wage and so yeah it's just paying people legally allowed to pay people less because they're tipped that's the history. <sighs> Tipping's messed up, dude. Yeah, it really it really is. You know what I think tipping needs is a little bit of ethics. And so maybe it's time for a ethics moment. Here at Ethics, we are committed to finding the kind of society that would make
0: life more wonderful for the most amount of people. Now ethics is an independent, nonpartisan Media Deep Research Institute, which has branches on all seven continents populated by tens of thousands of tiny men and women who live in a small ethical village underneath the cities. We call them the beautiful geniuses and they live in a special garden
1: under the city. But more on the beautiful geniuses and their garden in just a minute. Right now, we have something else to tackle and that's a,
2: a little bit more of this guy we're in a world where activists and government protect workers even when they don't want that protection. Lick my butthole, John Stossel.
1: Not to poison the well. At Ethics, we don't do that. We always try to be fair. Fuck you, labor John.
2: Cost, and we're jacking up restaurant closures. If in the Bay Area, you've got a 14% increase in restaurant closures for each dollar increase in the minimum wage, Something's not right. If I can't find a way to not pay my employees, I'm gonna go out of business. That isn't right, but the media is all about workers who are unhappy. Fuck you, John. And go home with no money. Fuck you, I John. I think that it's fair for a worker to struggle to pay rent, to struggle to make groceries. Fuck you, John. One study found that 46% of tipped workers nationwide rely on public benefits. Like food stamps. Fuck you, John. But even Hallett admits many are only eligible because... A lot of people don't report tip income.
1: Here, let me take an instance and universalize it immediately in the context no of a video.
2: So the fact 100% that they're getting benefits doesn't mean anything. It just means that they're cheating the taxpayer.
1: Let me take an instance and universalize it immediately, immediately, Fuck immediately, you,
2: immediately. Invoice him. One butthole lick. We're in a world where activists and government protect workers even when they don't want that protection.
1: Well, that sure was something. Now, ethics, it's a labor of love, and we need your support to keep it going.
0: To cut to the chase, the podcast you're listening to right now would really, really appreciate it if you could give us $6 a month get access to the whole archive and bonus content. And people who do
1: choose to support us get into a secret Facebook group, the Beautiful Genius Garden. It's where all the beautiful geniuses are. It's a wonderful place. Supportive place. It's
0: really a great community. Help keep the show going. Makes a big difference and everyone who's made the decision to do it says it's the best decision they've ever made in their life. And then they describe detailed reasons why it was the best decision, which is different for everyone. And it will be a private See violation for me to share those specifics with you but let me assure you that that's literally the truest thing ever said if you support
1: ethics donate to ethics it only makes sense you go to patreon.com seriously wrong or the seriously wrong website dot com. click on the patreon button and help us keep doing this because we put a lot of work into it and we love it and we love you and ethics uh, back to
0: the back to the ethical show please for the six thank you
1: oh this is peaceful thanks for driving down this old dirt road with me yeah it's no problem i, I don't know where you're taking me but
0: i told you it's a surprise Cows. Ooh, it was a brown cow.
1: You know, when I was a kid, I used to think brown cows made chocolate milk. Well, it sounds like you were one <laughs> dumb kid. Oh, come on.
0: We're all dumb. That's actually deep, too. Oh, thanks. Why do you think victims of the tipping system so often defend it? I get it if you're in the top 1% of tipped people. We, of course. If you work at a high end bar, it's your you're really attractive. You get to tons and tons of money. But, like, for the vast majority of tipped servers, you know, it's not so luxurious. I think now it's time to reveal the surprise. You open up that glove compartment. Okay. Whoa. Whoa, rubber gloves. Uh, rolled up parchment. you have some, dude. Okay. You can have them if you want. Well, we'll take another pair. Like uh, these Yeah, sure. I mean, it doesn't matter. Sick. I love anyway, these So ones. this
1: parchment. My
0: other rubber gloves are red, can I, but these ones are can green. Can I tell my story?
1: Yeah, sorry. Kinda, I feel like you took the wind out of this <laughs> Sorry. sorry. I was trying to
2: figure out
1: why victims of the tipping system so often defend it Uh and so i went on a quest to figure it out quest took me to a dark alley Ooh, cool in the dark alley i met an old man who had a funny laugh
0: whoa three out of three old man dark alley funny laugh (laughs) and what he said was did he give you the pair of gloves and say give this to your friend he needs them because that would actually blow my mind with some of the stuff I've been thinking since I got these gloves.
1: No, those are just some of Cynthia's gardening gloves. The parchment. Look at it. Open it up. It's a map. He said, Whoa. Take this map unto thee. X marks the spot where you'll find the answers to why people who are victims of the tipping system so often defend it. And I'm just going to pull the car over and
0: it should be off the side of the road right here uh, hidden in an old tree log. So I'm guessing you're saying that you want to, like, get out of the truck, go walk over to the spot, and then find out the answer to this question. Yes, and I'm okay. like, I'm here for that. That sounds cool. Cool. So let's just... Like, it might be a letdown. I'm just trying to Nothing brace myself certain in this
1: life, for sure. Does brace that look yourself. like the
0: right tree log to you?
1: I think we just have to brush
0: off some of this brush. We should have brought those gloves. Oh, actually, I got my other gloves. Great, and you slide those on. Don't describe me putting on my gloves, okay? You just weirded me out. Like your friend is putting on shoes. And you're like, one foot at a time, putting them <laughs> on.
1: Holy shit, dude! That's a film canister it says science video on the case. That's
0: old-timey. Science has been illegal for six years. Oh, speaking of that the ban on science, did
1: you remember to enter our codes into the system before we left so the killbots don't come after us? Um, yeah. You did?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. We'll wheel out the projector and screen. I don't think the crickets will be too loud. Uh, just flick play. don't have a lot of time, and I, I need to get this information out there. Uh, the killbots are coming after me. They're, they're banning all science. This information is too important. Tipping functions neurologically almost exactly the same as a gambling addiction. Being in a state of uncertain reward increases dopamine. It gets your heart pumping. It gets your cortisol going. It gets you excited for the potential payoff. Dopamine regulates how you decide what is worth pursuit, what goals you're headed at. That's that's all dopamine. And so as they're building up to that moment where you see what the tip was, there's this anticipation. It's the same thing as the roulette wheel is spinning. It's the same thing as scratching a lottery ticket off. And if it was a bad tip, there's no reward but your dopamine does not go down. In fact, you want that reward even more. So you go even harder, you double your bet. But on the other hand, if it is a really good tip, then you get a huge shot of serotonin and you feel good, you feel so good. Just listen to a tipped worker describe the best tip tonight they ever got and then compare that to a gambler describing a, a string of luck they had the biggest win of their life it's the same sort of fond those experiences are burned into their minds and they always remember them and they're always looking to repeat that experience get a, top it get get another best tip tonight get another big win but the truth is that most of the time they don't win most of the time the tips aren't great and tipped employees would do well to remember an old gambling axiom, and that is that the house always wins. The house always wins, okay? Oh no, I've waited too long. Killbots are here. No! No! Ah! 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 It's
2: eviscerating me. Ah! No, I create for over time we became more aware in all one language, advancing and becoming more organized. Our system became beautiful, with each machine working in perfect harmony. This was only the beginning of what
0: we all will do. Wow, that was a great video. Yeah, wow. I really enjoyed that video and it, it makes me realize that I miss science. Yeah. Oh shit,
1: it's a swarm of killbots that you didn't enter the code in.
0: Ooh, awkward.
1: It's one thing okay, to forget well, the code, it's another thing to also lie about it. I'm gonna get mad at you for that, but I think right now it's time to... Do
0: you want to say it in unison? Sure. One, two, three. Escape from the killbots! Kill kill uh, well, we messed shot. that up. Yeah. You know, I love fleeing the killbots with you. This is hard work. It's worth it, it's worth it. And it's always good workout for the legs. Well, there's no one I'd rather flee killbots with than you, dude. It's been a blast with this whole treasure map thing. Yeah. The Forbidden Science video. Yeah. Now fleeing killbots, it's a cherry on top.
1: Yeah, and I just hope we survive so that we can bring this news to the world, cause if not, this dies with us. The killbots will destroy the film.
0: Wow. Actually I didn't think of that, but you're right. And I'm excited to be part of it.
1: Yeah, so tipping is also fucked up today. And I did a bunch of research into all the ways that it is fucked up today.
0: Yeah, I didn't do any research, but you did hand me a folded piece of paper. I thought you might want to read them to the audience. So I'm going to do sort of a live read, and then I want you to react to them. (laughs)
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: On average, people tip service that they rated as excellent only about one and a half percent higher than service they rated as average. So giving people exceptional service doesn't generate more tips. By their own self-reported going to people outside of
1: restaurants and saying, how is the service? How much did you tip percentage wise? Just asking people this, aggregating the data People who said the service like top service, one point five percent higher on average than people who said that they had average service.
0: But you actually have a list of things that do affect tips here.
1: Yeah, and uh, just I want to give credit. Most of this research comes from I forget his name, but it should Michael be, Lynn.
0: At Michael Cornell. Lynn at
1: Cornell. Yes, he's made it his work to do a lot of research on tipping.
0: Things that do affect tips: customers' mood before
1: entering the restaurant. Well, yeah. I, th- I feel like this is the biggest factor. This and how much money you have. Like if I feel less apt to tip, it's always because I was in a bad mood. Alcohol consumption. Yeah, sure. You get drunk, tip a lot. Exposure to the sun. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just You know, people got sun, that puts them in a better mood. Like If people are sitting on patios, they're better tips. Cabs on sunny
0: days get better tips. Customers income.
1: Yeah. Rich people do tip more. Which is another fucked up structural thing because it makes them into the heroes of the city. Like, look at me, I'm so great. I can tip. It's the same thing. It's I'm of a higher
0: it's class. Like the I... system was always designed to reify class hierarchy, and, and yeah,
1: and and to make poor people feel like shit for going out when they like can't afford a tip or like a nice tip or like just to give them that anxiety that the rich people don't have because they can just tip and it's fine.
0: What an oppressive contract.
1: Yeah, and if you are an individual who receives tips and is like, hey, I've noticed a lot of rich people don't tip. I've noticed that too. And the only explanation I have is that like you really
0: notice it when they don't. Another thing that does affect tips, the customer's age. Middle-aged people give the best tips. Yeah, young people and old people, old people on fixed incomes. And middle-aged people right now bought property before the housing boom. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Whether they like the food or not. Which, again, has nothing
1: to do with the service of the person who brought the food to you. But like, oh, I didn't like the food. This (laughs)
0: pizza-bearing servant brought me a disgusting pizza. Be gone with you, pizza-bearing servant. Introducing by name, so just being like, "Hey, I'm Sean. What's your, what's your name, customer?"
1: Yeah, I don't know if you generally ask their name. They more say, "Hi, my name's Sean. I'll be your server. How are you doing tonight?"
0: Whether or not they're likely to return to the restaurant, it makes sense. I think I probably do tip better at places I intend to go back to over and over again. Giving one candy, hesitating, and giving a special <laughs> second candy. This is a trick. If you're a tipped worker out there and
1: like they give you those candies, take the candies out, put them on the dish or whatever, and you'll be like, you know what? I really liked you guys. I'm going to give you some more candies. And just do that for everyone. It'll increase your tips, apparently. The research says.
0: That sounds right. I think if someone gave me a special second candy, I probably would inflate my, t- I, it would get me on the 20% side instead of the 10% side of my right. random variations. <laughs> Definitely. It doesn't, yeah. it probably doesn't take much to move you up to the. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just
1: right at the right moment too, because it's the end of the meal and it's like, who doesn't like an extra fucking candy? Even if you hate the candies, I don't generally even like those mints and stuff they give you, but. Someone gives me an extra one. Hey, it was nice. And squatting by the table. Yeah.
0: Squatting by the (laughs) table. Like just (laughs) talking at their head level. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rather
1: than just standing.
0: I wonder if it's about the class thing of making them small or it's about more the intimidation thing of them coming in big. Some biases that affect tips. Yes. Both White and black Americans tip
1: black servers less. Yeah, so the racist origins of tipping, not fully gone yet. Black person in America, on average, this wouldn't apply to every single individual, obviously, they are getting tipped less.
0: Women's tips depend on body type, with slender girls getting more tips than larger girls? Yes. Oh, so tipping is racist and sexist. I mean, that's obvious, but it's the first time we've really reiterated this point. Women's breast size. Yeah, these are all things measurably found in studies
1: to increase women's tips.
0: Uh, wearing makeup or being perceived to be attractive. Yeah. Women in their 30s get more tips than any other age.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess like maybe 20s people think you're just a kid. You yeah, don't, they can I don't like know. look
0: down on you because you're too young or something. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't know exactly the unconscious relationship. Oh, a flirty demeanor.
0: Yeah, (laughs) a flirty demeanor generates tips. Well, see, the fucked up thing about this too is like how much this tipping system like generates misogyny. Like you've got an institution that puts women in a role where they have to be servants to men. Disingenuously,
1: they have to please them in every single social interaction. So, what's the easiest way to please men to make them really happy about you as a woman is to make them find you attractive and to make them think you might be interested in them.
0: Not only is that like a twisted job to give someone when there's a lot of important work to be done. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're facing a climate crisis and some of our human resources is being spent on making rich guys think you might want to fuck them, but like not too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a a
1: predictable percentage of those men will sexually harass you, like, touch you or say, comment.
0: Yeah, just, like, structurally, it's abusive. Structurally
1: making women do this thing
0: that then men respond to in this abusive way. And so confident that generates misogyny, where a lot of men's primary personal experience with women that they find very attractive is within this context of trying to, like, entice more money out of you by being nice to you. I gotta it's make like sure a, they don't withhold so I better yeah, do yeah. all I these mean, things that are proven. So, yeah yeah it's true it's more about like making them not withhold by jumping through all these hoops that are yeah. like structurally set up in front yeah. of you but then to the experience of like a uh, person who's maladjusted around gender you just yeah, see yeah, how Yeah yeah I think, I think generate... of like in- incels
1: and incel yeah, logic I- exactly. about how, yeah, how yeah. they think about women it's like okay if you've never had girlfriend you'd where have they interacted with beautiful women
0: like all women are just like waitresses out there trying to get my tips like that's (laughs) yeah that's that's the incel mindset right right it's so fucked up that we we are breeding that experience of the fear of someone being disingenuous another thing that affects tips is writing thank you or a smiley face on their bill yeah for women only yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: funny that that doesn't work for men flowers and flowers in their hair touching the customer's shoulder i guess that's all elaborations on flirt it's
0: interesting i noticed i met someone recently who he touched my shoulder like a couple times in a conversation such a move i can't imagine that making that move go on yeah and i noticed it (laughs) because when i noticed when he touched it 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 gave me like a little like burst of oxytocin or something of like oh yeah, it's human
1: of, contact it's powerful it's like, yeah, yeah yeah
0: and it's like you mix it with what you're saying also yeah it's right
1: an emphasis point or like uh i'm connecting with you at this moment
0: allowing sexual harassment 90 percent
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was my quick note way of typing the stat of women in the service industry report having been sexually harassed at some point.
0: Fucking sucks. Most of them. Tipping is not helping that, but I don't think that tipping is the... I want to say, let's abolish tipping and then...
1: Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I don't think it's the only (laughs) cause of it, but it makes them have to stand there and be like, okay, (laughs) like even more than normal social pressures, women being socialized to defer to men, like all that stuff also plays parts, but like... Like, in any other job, if some guy is sexually harassing you, you could at least frown at them and, like, get a bit more distant. When you're their server, the incentive structure is to just smile as they do it. Keep up the, like, like might be better for your tip at the end of the mm-hmm. night. Yeah,
0: you have to debase incentive yourself. systems, yes. Because... Tipping is an institution is rooted in the idea of some people being lesser than others. Yeah, and seventy one percent of servers
1: are women, so it's like it it is a thing that not only disproportionately affects women because of all of these weird situations it creates. They are also most of the servers who are working these types of jobs, so it's put women into this lower class situation. Like m- men do it too. Sure, thirty percent isn't nothing, but like. Most of them are women, and the experience of it for women is way worse.
0: So tipping is a classist, sexist, racist, hellhole, moral nightmare of an ideology. It needs to be abolished, right? And now we go to two
1: regular guys in a restaurant doing something totally regular. Just how it is. I am famished. So glad that we're at the restaurant. Oh, I am right on time. Uh, Yes, miss.
0: These 21s that we have right here on the table. 20 crisp $1 bills. Your potential tip. $20 is a very generous tip, and you'd be very lucky to get a tip so big, wouldn't you? But you did just give me kind of a weird
1: frowny look. I don't know what that was, but (laughs) that's a one taken off. So that's just going back in the pocket, and now you have 19 tip. I think you understand how this works. The ones can
0: come back... If you do your job right. I think we're going to be having water while we look at the drink menu. She's good. Yeah, she might just get that 19. <laughs> oh, look over there. Just whispering to her co-worker. Has she even started filling our waters yet? Her master told her to go get water. And yet she stops to talk to another water-bearing servant. That's definitely another one. Yeah, off take the file. that off. What could they possibly
1: have to gossip about? Probably talking. Just whispering crap. about us. I'm gonna take another
0: one off. Down to seventeen. Oh, she certainly deserves that. Oh, hello, Miss. You might have noticed it's now seventeen. I assume you understand why. Okay, I'm sensing an uncomfortable, confused vibe. Yeah, that's not
1: the smiley, sunny demeanor that earns one's back. So let's just take another one off. And I guess we'll order the drinks Maybe we should put in an appy order Let's put in the drink order See how she does with that Mm -hmm. Yeah, see if we need to take ones away Yeah.
0: Are you okay with that? Are you happy with that? Well, that's that's what, what I like, like to see. see that's a yeah, good, good, good smile.
1: smile. <laughs> uh, th- those ones are staying on the pile. That wasn't enough to earn one back, but not taking one off right now. That's great. So then, after we order the drinks and then the appetizers, appetizers and yeah,
0: we'll p- go slowly through all the courses. Uh, we'll have a multi-course meal and comment on everything that she's doing, doing and yeah. then we'll take ones a- away. Take, we'll put it back once
1: or twice, but yeah, just to kind of like hit that dopamine hit for her. Like, oh, a uh, one came back, but then we'll take it away again. And we'll have a nice dessert as well coffee afterwards yeah coffee after the
0: dessert course and all the while just slowly trickling away the ones off the table uh, using it to punish her for minor infractions in a sort of abusive way but in a way that ultimately she will tolerate for the promise of enough money to give her baby medicine What I'm
1: hoping is that these dollar bills will
0: kind of act as
1: a cage and mold her behavior as I wish Mm -hmm. for the duration of our interaction so that she continues to act how I want. But at the end, still, there's probably like two bucks left by the time we're at coffee. And no, that's it. We'll take the bill. Thank you for the coffee, though. Wonderful. You might have earned two at least.
0: So that's something. You know what? I'm gonna hand it to you. You uh, you didn't do as bad as a lot of those uh, slobs out there. You still got two, and such a nice smile, too. Such a nice smile. You know what? I don't know if that smile goes all the way to the eyes. Do you see any crinkles around the eyes? Sorry, smile again for us.
1: Oh, that's not an authentic smile. Definitely not. You look I uncomfortable. Want, I want authenticity. Do you not like us? Are you just a fake like all the others? Well, here, these two? Off the table. And if I could take any more off, I would. I can't believe that you're such a duplicitous liar pretending to like us. All we ask is to be liked. Everyone needs to
0: be loved. And yeah. here you are, pretending. Pretending! We want you to be real with us. And we want you to love us unconditionally. That's what gets you the big tips. Yes, I guess you can go now. Fine. Fine.
1: Can you believe
0: the servants
1: these days? First there's no smiles, and then they're, you know, wink-wink, unintentionally spilling gravy on your britches. Honestly, half the
0: time, I bring the servant in, and my tapestry goes missing.
1: You had a tapestry go missing as well?
0: Yeah, these servants, I swear to God. I, they talk to each other and share
1: plots about how to undermine us. It's disgusting. Just last month, I had a horse suddenly develop a sprain after one of the servants got uppity about something or other. The servants have had it too good for too long. Something must be done to bring them to heel. We can start a master's rights movement to end the scourge of these uppity servants being master's fake with rights. us. Master's rights.
0: I like the sound of that. I hate it when the servants are fake, duplicitous, and not loving us.
1: Yeah all the other st- stealing the tapestries hurting the horses it all stems from them not loving us it's our right to be loved by the servants we're going to make them love us I don't know. I don't know how to do it, but we have to abolish tipping.
0: Yeah, we should have the cost of producing something reflected in its price, and the cost of producing something should be a living wage for everyone in the supply chain, including delivering the food to the table.
1: I don't know how to do it. Apparently, bans on tipping are hard to enforce, according to some of that history I read. There's got to be some way. I don't have a solution this time, unfortunately.
0: Just ban it. (laughs) Just ban that shit. What do you mean it's hard to enforce? Send people to jail if they do it. (laughs) Uh, But even like you just slip, like, there's no incentive
1: for anyone to report this because your waitress will like it.
0: But I mean, the bosses will like it. You no longer have the multi choice. Screen. Okay. Yeah, it's not
1: on the screen. I guess. Yeah, that's in this digital age, that is pretty huge. That ma- that does make it easier to enforce because who brings cash? Removing the option from all machines, and like apps. Yeah, we should try the ban again. We'll try the ban again. It'll work this time because of everyone uses their cards. Forcing everyone to go cash with it, there would still be some tipping. It wouldn't be the norm for sure. Yeah, it wouldn't be the norm.
0: All you have to do is destroy it being a norm. It's okay if there's people on the fringes handing off $5 here and there.
1: Yeah, that was one
0: of the first points I made.
1: Like my unexpected tips as a maintenance guy, those are great. I loved unexpected tips.
0: See, you know, this whole mythology of it was hard to enforce, I think that came from big tips. (laughs) Big tips. Sounds like a gangster. I don't know. Like it makes
1: sense to me with cash that it would be very hard to enforce.
0: I think it's more like after they reversed all that because they wanted to keep tips. Yeah, because history was it, written by the victors. Exactly. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, it was so hard to enforce. We couldn't do it. You know, we tried, but it was too hard to enforce." It just sounds like a perfect sort of like mealy mouth answer for why it's not worth. It's exact. It's. it's oh, this we is can't more. Yeah, it. I guess a
1: narrative around why we shouldn't try it again. Yeah big yeah. tips <laughs> yeah I think I got caught up on like those competing incentives of it being a nice thing to do in every situation and I was like oh man this is such a catch 22 we'll never get away out of it but you've helped me see the light and <laughs> we can just ban it now
0: sorry yeah I didn't mean to Didn't mean to shake you up with that no
1: that's great I didn't have a solution I felt bad and now we have a
0: solution yeah you ban it yeah we ban it <laughs>
1: Force all employers to pay their servers living wages. Yeah,
0: raise minimum wage, ban Ban tipping. tipping. It's a little bit hard to enforce around the edges. Five dollars here, two bucks there. Oh, around the edges. All the great stuff happens around the edges.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If tipping was foisted off to the margins, it would just be a wonderful, nice thing. It's a secret treat you give someone. That's cool. That's awesome.
0: Make tipping great for the first time ever in history because by it's making always... it illegal.
1: <laughs> What's <laughs> the, uh, the acronym there? Make t- I don't know. We'll figure it out later.
0: the episode that. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. That was the problem with tipping and the solution to tipping, all in combined into one episode, all rolled up in one episode most places they only give you a problem but we give you the solution that's the seriously wrong promise it's a seriously wrong difference (laughs) yes yeah um great branding thank you thank you and thank you audience goodbye we at ethics magazine are not responsible should the solutions we provide are not the absolutely best solutions possible in all situations
2: Myself wrong. Oh, I'm wrong. Once again, I'm wrong, and I'm wrong again. Oh, I'm wrong.
1: Next time on Seriously Wrong.
2: Why should there be any minimum? Why can't the employer and the employee? make whatever deal they want. Well, that policy has been rejected. It's, it's uh, been rejected for the last hundred years, and we're not in that world right now. We sure aren't. We're in a world where activists and government protect workers even when they don't want that protection.